Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, as you well know, we've been very good at covering the diversity, equity, and inclusion task force that Rotary International has put together. Brian Rush and Nadine Pemberton have been on the show not just once, but twice. But there's a part of that diversity and equity and inclusion that I don't think we've talked enough about, and that is our disabilities. That's right, our Rotarians with disabilities. We have somebody on that very same task force that feels that folks with disabilities are some of the most untapped Rotarians around the world. I think we should talk to him, don't you? That's right. Jeremy Opperman is with me, and uh, I made an extra, extra count to make sure I said Opperman, and you'll find out why after the show. Join me, won't you? We're talking diversity, and we're talking disability. Hmm. So glad you could join the conversation. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm going to start the podcast laughing because uh, let me tell you, I've got I, I've got some blooper reels for this one. Jeremy Opperman is with me here from Cape Town, South Africa. He is a Rotarian, but most importantly, I shouldn't say most importantly, that isn't fair, Jeremy. He is part of the DEI task force. Now, for listeners of my show, everybody knows we've had Nadine Pemberton and Brian Rush on the show talking about some topical parts of the DEI task force, which was the LBGTQ community and, of course, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, among others. But we're going to find out from Jeremy about the word inclusion and how inclusively do we need to be in our inclusion because there's more than just LBGTQ and race to talk about. And he's going to tell me all about being a Rotarian in the very, 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 very southern tip of Africa. Jeremy, how you doing? Thank you for joining oh, me. Oh, great. It's so great. I love your show and it's so great to be on it. So thank you very, very much. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. And uh, just to let everybody know, I will add my fabulous blooper to the end of this podcast. So just to give you a reason to stay in there till the very end of this podcast, uh, it'll be uh, mind blowing. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a couple of them by then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We could. We could. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So first and foremost, like I said, I want to talk a little bit about the um, diversity inclusion uh, task force that you're a member of. But I also want to find out about you as a Rotarian. So I'm going to make sure I split the time evenly. But I have a question for you about the task force um, that I think I left out in my two or three podcasts about the task force. And that is, we only talked about two subjects, race and sexual identity. Is that all the task force is good for? Just race and sexual identity? Is that all you're talking about? No, absolutely not. Um, that's That's the point of diversity, of course, is that you have to be broader than that. And so I came onto the task force because I'm blind and uh, not because I'm blind, but my blindness helped a little. And um, I have been, for the last 22 years, I've been a diversity practitioner. So I've been practicing uh, as a professional in the area of diversity in corporates and and uh, and, and government entities. And so um, I came across Rotary. I came across some of the uh, big hitters in Rotary. Um, and uh, when they saw my work and the kind of, the sort of attitude I have towards diversity and specifically disability. I, uh, they invited me onto the task force as of July last year. And I think it's very important because as a professional diversity practitioner, I can tell you that the vast majority of activity of diversity work is in fact race and gender. Race okay, so, so, I, so it wasn't necessarily a bad thing to stick on those two things, but that's well, not the whole it, picture? It's not about a bad thing, but what it is, it's an omission because mm. there's a, and that's really what I'm doing here. Um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about it just now. But the, the where it becomes a little bad is that one overlooks the issue of disability. It's the largest minority in the world. Really? 
Yeah, absolutely. There are a billion persons with disabilities in this world, and they're almost always forgotten. And so, including in Rotary, and that was something I noticed. One of the things that I did was I started looking around for people with disabilities in Rotary. And of course, there are some, um, but they're not many. And I can only find one or two blind Rotarians, literally. And I, I asked people like, like Brian Rush, who knows enormous amount of people. Right. Uh, and he said, yeah, you're the only blind Rotarian I know. I have come across two others, perhaps three. I'm looking into a third that I'm hearing about. And there's an element to this which is important, is that another aspect of diversity that cannot be forgotten is, is the issue around ageing. So you could call it ageism, if you like. Um, right. Because when you become older, you do, in fact, start losing your vision. You do start hearing less or poorly. Um, you do have physical issues. And so many Rotarians leave their clubs because they might not be able to get into their clubs any longer or they're um, embarrassed because they can't hear so well in meetings anymore or um, they start losing their vision and they struggle on the website and they can't do the paperwork. And, so, and it's terribly sad when we lose Rotarians um, due to that. Now, that's a, a reality in the world, is that when you get older, you are going to embrace diverse, uh, disability in some form. Sure. And so we mustn't lose that, lose sight of that. That's, that's, so that's the thing about diversity, is that it must be broader than race and gender uh, and, and LGBT. So I'm here to wave the flag um, for, dis for disability. So I'm not here to wave the blind flag. I'm here to wave the flag for disability. So it could it could mean persons with physical disabilities, visual disabilities, hearing disabilities, cognitive disabilities, psychosocial disabilities, autism, for instance. Um, there's an entire club in Rochester, New York, uh, dedicated to people with autism. Wow, um, that is awesome. I, yeah, yeah, and I believe there's a there's a club uh, for deaf Rotarians. I have to say, I'm not a great fan of clubs for, and I think Brian Rush, if he were here, would, would agree with me. It's like having a, a club for gay people. Uh, there's something right. wrong with it. It's, it's called ghettoism. You don't really want to go there um, mm -hmm. because it, that, that smacks in the face of inclusion. The whole idea is you don't want to ghettoize. We want right. to include. You know, you don't want to have a bunch of clubs for black people or for then, women. Then all of a sudden the inclusion word is, you know, you can't, you can't be included under the umbrella of rotary all in your separate little boxes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I get it. So you, you know, it's funny, you said the word ageism and that's something that has popped up a couple times in interviews lately, especially with rotor actors being considered now Rotarians that they don't feel respected or the older Rotarians don't feel respected by them. And that's, I think what we approach quote unquote ageism. But mm. what you're saying is, look, we're all going to, you know, quite a few of us are going to have hearing aids. Quite a few of us yeah, are going to have, yeah. I do believe it's called macular. Yes, we're very good. Very good. Age-related macular degeneration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, do we have anything at Rotary, say, in Braille? Or do we have anything in Rotary that is audio-filed so people can go home and listen to them in the My Rotary section? We're working on it. It's something I think which is going to, I mean, I've raised all hell um, about the website um, and I'm working very closely with a wonderful crowd uh, in RI, uh, particularly in the learning centre, to try and uh, get them to convert many of their learning programmes to be more accessible. What that means is, you see, many of us use like for I, I, uh, I, for instance, use what's called a screen reader. Mm -hmm. So my computer talks to me. So that's how yeah. I was able to find you on Zoom because I can navigate my computer. I'm computer literate like you are, except that my computer talks to me. Okay. Now, the trouble with that is that very often there are platforms, internet platforms, which aren't particularly accessible in that they don't talk to those screen reading softwares very well. And um, so there are several parts of the Rotary website, which, which needs some work from an access point of view. And I've been spending a lot of energy um, and time with 
RI on looking at that. Now, you'll appreciate it's an enormous website. It's incredibly <laughs> dense. And there's a huge amount of content in the learning center. Right. So this is not going to happen overnight. The important thing is, is to wake up and know that this is something you need to take into account um, in the future so you don't make the mistake again. You can't, it's not about fixing it once and then not worrying again. The idea right. is remembering that we need to build the stuff accessible from the first time. And so that's really what I am. I'm something of an access policeman, if you like. Uh, <laughs> and so that's what I do in my day job as well. You know, I, I help corporates uh, look at accessibility from a physical point of view, uh, not to mention uh, digital. Um, and also their attitudes. Their attitudes are about access as well. You know, if your <laughs> attitude is, is rather negative towards disability and the majority of people's attitudes are, in fact, negative, towards disability, not because they want to be mean or malicious, but because they don't understand it. They don't, they've had very little exposure to persons with disabilities as a rule. And so they've got negative perceptions, which is, can all be uh, taught or, or can be learned uh, to, to be corrected. And um, so it's all about attitude. So what I focus on a lot, and I'm doing it a lot in Rotary now, is to constantly raise my hand. And I do it in DEI meetings. And I say, yes, Pat, are we remembering the issue around disability in this context? And that's what because it's been overlooked categorically in the world for so long now that um, people need a nudge, actually, and say, hello, hello. And then, oh, that, oh, wow, yeah, I forgot about that. Gee, I never thought of that. And that's what you want. You want that You want that paradigm shift. Oh, wow, I never thought of that. Um, and so you build a sense of fun into the thing, if you like. And so that's really what I'm after. I want to see Rotary. You know, Rotary is on an incredible drive for recruitment or for membership at the moment. Right. The one community that we're probably not looking at to attract are people with disabilities. And the question is why? Well, okay. So, so here's my question and I can already hear the hate mail coming towards me. Is it just not sexy? Is it just not sexy? I mean, it is, you know, black lives matter was very topical there for a while. LBGTQ was very topical there for a while. I mean, it always is. You know, what could, I, be as, sexy, what could be sexier than a gold medal winner in a Paralympics? Well, you, know, that, could, you don't have to convince you know? me. I'm just, <laughs> but, but I do have to I do have to say that there is there's the there's the flashy ones. There's yeah. the Brian Rushes who's like, I'm going to make the world. I'm here. I'm queer. I'm happy. I'm a Rotarian. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And then there's the for no better word drudgery of, oh, by the way. We need to have wheelchair access. Oh, by the way, when was the last time an international conference had a signer up on stage? Yeah. You know, yeah, when was exactly. the last time we had some type of audio file or some type of, of way for somebody with hearing issues to be able to, you know, so it's like we're we're big and we're bold on some of the inclusion stuff. And then the other inclusion stuff is, well. Exactly. And it's hard to sell. <laughs> it isn't an easy sell, but I've got a way of doing it. Let me tell you a way of doing it. Please. There's a, there's a, there's a lovely cartoon. I wish I could show you the cartoon. Um, uh, in fact, maybe what I'll do is I'll send you the cartoon. And Please. You could, you could actually put it up uh, uh, when, you, when, you, when you finally edit this thing. Let me, and the cartoon looks like this. You see an individual, an officious-looking individual, talking to somebody in a hotel. And he's obviously asked a question about access because you, you get only the answer from the hotel person saying, but why should we make our hotel accessible? We never have any disabled guests. Well, duh. Uh, now, you can do the same <laughs> in Rotary. Okay. Takes a second. So why should we make our Rotary conference accessible? We don't have any, we don't have any disabled uh, Rotarians. Yeah, well, right. duh. So there's, there's, there's the sexy angle, you see, because that's what's right. called the business. That's called the business case. But we need, we need to make disability sexy for Rotary. Now, they, this, is, this is quite interesting because Rotary, um, in its magnificence and, and enormous generosity over 100 years, has oh, an yes. enormous amount for just about every cause known to man, right? Human dignity, um, right, yeah. Including including disability. Now, right. here's the thing. 
disability tends to be looked at as a recipient of largesse, as a recipient of charity. Very rarely does disability get seen as a consumer and as an equal partner. Now, so what what would be very interesting is if we could attract more persons with disabilities into Rotary as straightforward members, would it not be interesting to see how better we serve persons with disabilities as recipients? Because they know more. There's less uh, paternalism Mm -hmm. and it's more inclusive. And, and you know what, and I think, I think the, the biggest part of that, and, and I love the idea of people with disabilities as consumers, and then we, as uh, the people that they would like to join, we need to think in a way to make them, to have the door open for them. I mean, I, I will throw myself under the bus to say that I was doing a very large conference in uh, Palm Springs. And I had all these dignitaries and I was I was running the stage. And all of a sudden, about two hours before one of the main events, I realized that uh, a gentleman named David Kekich, who has left us uh, now, um, Mm. but he was in a wheelchair. I've known the man for six years and it never dawned on me that it was like stage running the stage, known Uh the guy for Uh years. He's exactly. in a wheelchair. My yep. brain was so disconnected that my brain went, <clears throat> yep. holy yep. crap, how's he supposed to get up there? Exactly. So exactly. I, I think, so how do we get people to even think of people with disabilities? Like even by like practice. plan ahead that way, by practice. By okay. practice, by exposing them more. You know, I can't speak for America um, and we shouldn't really, because after all, we are an international organization. But in my Absolutely. country, you don't see many people with disabilities in mainstream schools. You see very few people with disabilities in the workplace. You see almost no persons with disabilities in public transport. So what that means is you have very little exposure. And exactly the same happens in your Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. You know, we have three districts in our country, uh, which, which shares with some other countries in, in the lower part of Africa. And... They, they, you're not going to see me. Many, so it's an exposure thing. We, we don't have enough practice. So in my club now, I come in and I'm not the only person. Interestingly, there are two older persons there who have absolutely categorically got what I would call uh, bona fide disabilities because they've got older related issues, stroke uh, and, a, and a particular spinal cord issue. Now, that's so that's that's one thing. But I walk in as a as an experienced uh, blind person in the world of work. Mm-hmm. And that's already unusual. And they, wow, how do we, what do we deal? How do we deal with this guy? Oh my gosh, and, you're out there in the public having a job and everything. Hey, you know, what, you can actually work? I, on, you have no idea how many people say to me when I run a workshop, they say, are you married? It's one of the first questions they say. Are you married? You know, uh, well, not to not to take the podcast off that, but I, you know, if most people close their eyes anyway, why would it matter if you're blind? And have yeah, precisely. <laughs> so now, but since I've since I've joined, I've I've recruited. You know, I've managed to get a new a friend of mine into our club. Um, we have a wonderful club, by the way. We are we are one of the shakers and movers in our district. Our club is called Newland. Sorry, I've got to give a shout out to my club. You Otherwise are. I'll this is my last question, and that it was all going to be about your club. <laughs> so you give them your shout out ahead of time. You tease us up. So anyway, so our club is called Newlands, and uh, it's the most it's the most awesome awesome club. It's about fifty people, uh, very dynamic, extremely uh, generous. Um, with time and energy, and we we achieve a great deal. But I've able to I was able to um, re- um, recruit, if you like, a friend of mine who's a quadriplegic, um, wow. and he happens to be the general manager of the local quadriplegic association, which is a you know which is quite a, a vibrant NGO. And we now have other new members. We now have a member. She is sighted, but she's she's the head of a blind organisation. We have a person who doesn't have autism, but is the head of the autism association in the town. And so um, this is really exciting stuff because the members of the club are going to be exposed to a whole different world. And how cool is that? And that 
is the principle of diversity. Wow. And I, th- and I think it's going to take, I think it's going to take us, uh, us as Rotarians, the, the, LGBTQ or stuff with sex here, but this is stuff that's every day. And I think there's some easy stuff that we can do to actually help out. I know that I do a video message um, for my group. I'm the president of my group. By the way, according to your, to interrupt myself, it seems that you're going to be a president in 2023. Indeed. Look um, at that. Blind people can be president. Well, we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, but one thing I can do when I when I put those posts up and I encourage others to do the same is that I put captions on the bottom of it as well as, uh, you know, of course, the video. So you could hear my video clip just fine. But for those who are are deaf, Facebook and a lot of others will automatically caption it for you it's a button you press a button rotarians and all of your messages can go out there closed captions which just seems like a no-brainer to me absolutely and that's something i'm trying to encourage when we do you know rotary's done a lot of zoom obviously in the last two years and um you know it's it's important that when we do webinars um that we that we incorporate the closed captioning so that that you know people like uh, a great friend of mine mark wafer uh, who's the, the husband of valerie wafer who's mm-hmm. who's the chairman of the dei task force now mark is deaf and so in our zoom meetings um he's he's made sure that every time the closed captioning is on so that he can read what's happening as the you know as the dialogue um, goes on there's a relatively accurate closed captioning, uh, scrolling. Um, what do you call it? Uh, like a, a subtitle. A tracker down at yeah, subtitle down at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's important, you know. Um, like, you know, one of the things I've noticed in rotary in rotary conferences now that they're online. Um, well, the first thing is that they're wonderful because we can go to them now because we just have to go in on Zoom. They're terrific. Right. But what I've often noticed is that people use a lot of videos, and they what happens with these with these videos and they're explanatory videos. So you'll see um, wells being dug in Guatemala, um, and there'll be it'll be you'll see a great deal of footage, but it'll have lovely music attached, but not a word being said. Mm-hmm. So I get absolutely nothing from that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think a lot of people would benefit from a nice bit of voiceover about what's going on rather than let them, their eyes only do the work because not everybody can see that well. Okay, I can't see it all. But right. there's a lot of older people who might have struggled to see that video, what exactly was going on. So right. we need to just tune into this a bit more. So last question about the task force. Are you feeling... You know, you and Brian and Nadine and the rest of the people that work so hard on this task force, are you feeling positive? Are you feeling that this is, is this just a hill that's just too hard to climb or is it something oh, that? No. I, no. I, I'm, I am so bucked about this task force. I love it. Um, there's a great deal of work to be done. And and I think there's a there's possibly a, a a level of a level of of over ambitiousness, perhaps, to try and <laughs> save <force>. the world. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. And and I, I've said this to them repeatedly: um, is that you know there, there are elements of the diversity, equity, and inclusion equation which don't translate well across cultures, ah. and you can't force that. We've got to be careful about that. Um, you know, just because we have a Western mindset towards certain things, which might be associated with gender or LBGT or disability, we have to be careful and respectful of, of cultural norms. We can't foist our Western American-centric attitudes um, onto just about everybody. So we have to be very careful there. Um, but and so that's my only that's my only concern. Having said that, though, there's a great deal of work to be done. 
to work towards uh, greater diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, and especially, and as long as I'm sitting on that task force, I'm going to put my hand up constantly around the disability thing. Because, I, you know, it, it, if every district just thought a little bit about it, and not every club, that's unreasonable, but let's say 10% of every district were to say to its people, do you know any amazing persons with disabilities who are employed, who are active in society, and why aren't they Rotarians? Mm -hmm. We need to encourage greater membership of persons with disabilities. They're not all poor. They're not uneducated. They're not unemployed. Naturally, the majority are, but that doesn't mean they all are. They are huge amounts of, of great intellectual capital out there just waiting to be utilised. Wow. Well, I, I you've made me think, and like I said, I, it's what I really like about having you, and, I, and I'm super excited to learn about your Rotary story now. Um, but I hope this part, at least, of the podcast, um, some people may take back into their clubs and see if there's a little tweaking we can we can do. I loved, like you said, that disabilities, uh, folks with disabilities are consumers. I also think that folks are, with disabilities, we have a lot of hidden disabilities. I might, I myself am an epileptic, so I guess I am a person that is yeah, disabled. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but it's like, then we almost don't think about it. Like the only disabled people are the ones we can see. I can see, no pun intended, that you are blind. Uh, you, you know, can. I can, I could. <laughs> well, <laughs> today, I thought today, I did this rather well. well. I thought oh, I did, did it rather well. You did. But, you know, you can see a hearing aid. You can see somebody. Oh, well, that's because I don't, that's because I'm, oh, shit, you're not supposed to be able to see that. They're supposed uh, to be more well, subtle. I'm, I <laughs> but that's my hearing aid. What's my hearing aid got to do with my blindness? <laughs> um, my hearing aid. That's because I'm nearly 60 and I don't hear very well anymore. And so I've got hearing aids. That's just another well, thing. I, don't, I, try not to, I try not to remember that part. <laughs> I have I have big headphones on as we speak from all my years in radio. So, you know, I'm here to tell you nobody, nobody is related to hearing aids, I think, more than I am. But there are there are hidden disabilities that I think also people don't um, recognize. And I hope those will be covered also in your in your task force, things like perhaps mental illness, things Certainly. like people, you know. So I think I think it's a huge opportunity. The whole idea that disabled folks can actually be Rotarians and should be Rotarians is um, awesome. So best of luck with the task force on that one. Thank you. So let's find out about you, the Rotarian, Jeremy, the Rotarian, part two of our discussion, the Rotarian. So you're Rotarian. You obviously are Rotarian because you're on this task force with some crazy lovable friends of ours. But how did you first become a Rotarian? What was your first? And it wasn't long ago, I have to tell you, Um, uh, Gwen, it was uh, in. Well, uh, so it was during lockdown. Uh, you know, in the, in the early stages of 2020, um, and I, I have several Rotarian friends. I've known them for years, and the one chap has been to recruit, has been trying to recruit me for about five years, and I've been resisting actually. So it's not the old and, story of you've never been asked. You have been asked. You have just been uh, yes, but not. He wasn't. I mean, he kept hinting at it. Don't you want to? <laughs> you know. And I've spoken at Rotary clubs before, but it, it never occurred to me. And then during lockdown. Somehow it made sense. And um, my friends basically got me into our club, Newlands Rotary Club, another shout out. And uh, <laughs> I was blown away by the most awesome people. And I loved the fellowship particularly. And it was all on Zoom. Uh, in fact, I have, wow. I've only met a handful of my club members. And that, by the way, was in. So I was finally inducted in October 2020. So I'm a wow. brand new baby. I'm a brand new baby Rotarian, man. I got, uh, I, I, I got, I got, I got none of the sort of Tom Gump um, experience and enormous background. I got none of that. Uh, I'm a baby Rotarian. Well, and not only are you are you a baby Rotarian, and and shout out to Tom, we love him very much. But they yeah. like Shanghai you on an international platform within like two <laughs> well, years that's, too. That's so. my fault because I can't shut up. 
Um, <laughs> um, so one of the things that I do is write, and I enjoy writing. And so I immediately made friends with our – we have a very, very nice uh, newsletter called How's That and of our club. And uh, we've got a very dynamic editor called Janie Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she, she's an awesome, dynamic, very experienced Proterian. And she became my mentor in our club. And I said to her, you know, I, I like writing. And she said, oh, I'm always looking for articles for the newsletter. So I started writing. And people really enjoyed them because they're, I like using humor. Um, I use cartoons in my, uh, in my articles. And they're not preachy. Uh, they're more. They're often ironic, and so I wrote. And then Rotary Africa uh, picked up one or two of the articles, and they wanted them, so they started publishing. And then uh, somebody noticed it. I think it was um, old Bowtie, Todd Bowtie, um, from from the DEI. I, I wrote to him. I heard about him, and I wrote to him, and he passed me on to another gentleman who was starting a very interesting disability advocacy group, brand new. And I joined the same night as Valerie Wafer's husband, uh, Mark ah. Wafer. We joined this, this disability advocacy group. And Mark Wafer and I got on like a house on fire straight away. You know, we both with similar <laughs> age, a lot of experience in the, in the disability world. Uh, we're a couple of old battle axes um, and we got on really well. And the rest is history. Somehow I was invited to do a webinar and I did, a, I did the webinar on the DEI w- webinar um, with Mark. So Mark and I and another lady uh, were able to, you know, and I'm not sure if you've seen that webinar, but we had a lot of fun. And as a result of that, they invited me on the DEI task force. So for my sins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I think it was a uh, it was a great addition to say the very least. So then, I what does being a Rotarian mean to you then? I mean, you're a, you're a babe in the woods. I mean, does it just mean it just means don't open your mouth because you could be on an international uh, committee <laughs> within 24 months? So you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's right. It was very quick. I mean, it was literally within nine months. I was sitting on. I've been joining Rotary. I was sitting on the task force. Um, so I think what it shows is that, you know, you, when, I mean, I'm not preaching about how to be a Rotarian, but for me, if you're going to join something like this, then you need to get your hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I have a skill. I believe in vocation. I, I'm a, in fact, by the way, I'm also the director of the uh, vocation portfolio of our club. Of course and, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm, you know, I believe I believe one should use one's vocation. You know, if you're an accountant, then make it useful. And if you're mm-hmm. a PR person by trade, look at you, look at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't apply your vocation more. You come from film media, and look mm-hmm. at you now. You're running. You're running with one of the most awesome podcasts. Um, oh, well, there you go. I'll, I'll, your your checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope so. Um, and so. It's if we need to use our vocation. You know, we need to use, I mean, look, I listen to uh, Jennifer Jones. I mean, there's the most awesome businesswoman behind the Rotarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that mustn't be overlooked. And that's important. So for me, I I feel I'm I'm humbled like you cannot believe when I watch my club's members do the work they do. Because I don't yeah. do much of that because I haven't had the exposure, the experience, you know, that many of them are 25 year guys and women. And I, I don't have, and I'm, I feel, Oh, but at least in this way, I'm making a contribution. You know, I'm applying my knowledge, my experience, um, and hopefully going to make a difference, uh, but it's not quite the same thing as going out and digging a well in Guatemala. Uh, I, you know, I'm unlikely ever to go and dig a well in Guatemala. Um, but I won't stop writing and I won't stop talking and hopefully I'll make a difference that way. So then, so then was there in your, in your, we always ask the question, is there been a time that you can remember that was like your it moment in Rotary that every time you think of it, you go, wow, okay. I'm pretty happy. I'm a Rotarian that just that memory brings a smile to my face. So in just your few months as a Rotarian, is there, an inspirational experience that you just think of. I mean, you're smiling. I can see you smiling. I'm sure you can feel it. So is there is there a moment? Well, the reason I'm smiling is two reasons. The one is there's obviously a, a, a personal 
one. I mean, the day, the night I was invited to join DEI was 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 a hell of a rush. I've got to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the when Rotary published my articles, I love that too. But I smiling now because I think of the of the extraordinary work that I I, I get a vicarious uh, lift from what Rotary does. I mean, I, I've been blown away by the whole polio thing. I've really been interested in the in the way that Rotary historically took that bull by the horns and did so well with it. Okay. So that, that's the reason to smile. I think of my club, and I certainly can't say that my club's doing it all. I mean, there, there's tons of wonderful clubs in my country and everywhere else. But in my experience, I, I hear some of the things that my club members do, and I have to smile. And I think, man, you know, that really feels good. And I think the one thing I might, it's not a, it's not a regret, but I'm actually sorry I didn't join Rotary earlier. I'm sorry I didn't know enough about Rotary earlier. Um, mm. So I can't give you a specific thing other than what I've said now. Well, but I but I actually like that. I mean, there's there's probably no more uh, better snippet to add to anybody's, you know, rotary. Why you want to be a Rotarian than to quote you and saying, I wish I was a Rotarian sooner. There's 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 definitely something to that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then that brings us to something, a, a question that we ask every single podcast. And I think it's, again, I actually like that you have not been in, in Rotary for as long as some of my other guests, only because uh, it's new to you. And that's about the four-way test. We yeah. ask about the four-way test all the time and what are its guiding <clears throat> principles. And sometimes people have taken a more esoteric look at it. Uh, we have a new uh, claim here on the on the podcast called the four-way test police. Uh, and we just had an educator on that I interviewed a couple days ago that said, I hate the word test. Like, like mm. I feel like I'm going to school. Why does it have to be a test? We don't yeah, get yeah, tested yeah. on it. So yeah. Yeah. So what does the four-way test mean to you? And how is actually, you... actually a lot more than a lot more than you think. In fact, okay. uh, on on the spur of the moment in that webinar that uh, that I was on for DEI, I actually applied the four-way test in the context of diversity, but specifically disability. Um, and so I love the four-way test, by the way. I really do. So um, this is how it goes. In my in my mind, the four-way test from a disability slash diversity inclusion context is, is it the truth? So is it, if it says it's accessible, are you sure they mean it? Is it the truth? Be careful about that. Ah. The next one is a, is a beneficial, um, sorry, um, is, is, it, is it beneficial to all concerned? What's it? Sorry, what's the next one? <laughs> does, it, does it build goodwill <laughs> and better ripper. friendship? <laughs> sorry? Does it build goodwills and better friendship? No, that's the third one. That's, that's the third, third one. So, oh, so Lord is, it, is it the truth? Oh, my God. There's another blooper. You did it as well. And you ask this thing every time. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't even have my four-way test in front of me. Exactly. Okay. I don't need it. I say it all the time. So is it the truth, right? So it's very important. So, for instance, if you're so I'm, you know, from our digital, our rotary digital uh, landscape, is it accessible? Don't let some millennial developer tell you it is and establish that it is. Is it the truth? Is it accessible? That's So next one. Um, is it beneficial to all concerned? Yeah. And, well, yes, but how, how can it be beneficial if people are excluded? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Well, how sad if people can't benefit from the goodwill and better friendships if they're excluded. Right. And will it be beneficial to all concerned? So, (laughs) so not only did I, did I, in my moment of throwing myself under the bus, look it up all of a sudden, thank God, but is it the truth? So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of twisting my brain around what you're doing this doing here. So you're saying as a disabled person, all joking aside that, that I have no excuse. I've been in Rotary a lot longer to totally blank out on the four-way test. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting for my mail to be filled with people giving me gifts of four-way tests, but that's okay. I can, I'll take, I'll take the joke. Anyhow, the truth is, so what you're, what you're saying is 
if somebody's going to say, yes, my rotary group is totally, totally accessible. Yes. Is it the truth? Though? So you're, you're asked, so you're asking for some self-reflection. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So are you, you know, you get that thing, you know, that whole thing, we have it in our country a great deal, but you certainly have it in America as well. That whole thing. I'm not a racist. Right. And, and you, know, you, you know, is it the truth? Is that, can you honestly say that, you know? And so it's the same thing with disability. So are we genuinely a disability friendly club slash district slash, um, you, you know, RI? And, and the instinct will be, of course we are. But is that really the truth? We need to interrogate. Okay. Well, then here's a question that if number two is, is it fair for all concerned? And number four is, yeah. and number four is, will is it, it beneficial? be beneficial yeah. to all concerned? Yeah. So then lovely. Let's go there. So is it, is it possible to be fair to everybody and beneficial to everybody? Exactly. So is it fair to all concerned? Well, how on earth could it be fair to all concerned um, if, in fact, people are excluded on the right. grounds of disability or diversity? Is it fair then that my club that right now does not have anybody that has a disability, say for sight, that I am not getting materials in Braille? No, it's not something to blame yourselves about, but it's something to look into and think to yourself, I wonder why, you know, what would it take for us to get a blind member? Or do we know any blind members? And so it's it's what what the four-way test is, it's very important. I, I love it. Eh? I, I really do. Is it fair to all concerned? And so you think, is it fair to all concerned? So um it's 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 about that's the that's the thing about diversity, is and the four-way test. I mean, you couldn't ask for a greater uh, mirror to reflect um than the four-way test for diversity. Uh, because it, it bounces straight back. I mean, it, you, it really, it's tailor-made for diversity. Um, so is it fair to all concerned? Well, one, is it fair that, that our people never get exposed to people with disabilities in our club, other than the recipients that they might serve? Is it fair that they never? And so it's not actually criticizing the club. It's criticizing society. And that's what Rotary does. Rotary is there to deal with the issues around society. That society does. And we, we challenge that and we rectify that. Okay. All I'm saying is that we must incorporate disability into the diversity equation constantly. So is it fair to all concerned that we don't see many people with disabilities in Rotary, in our clubs, in our district? Is it fair to the members who don't get exposed to disability? Is it fair to people with disability who don't get the wonderful opportunity of fellowship um, and, 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 the, and the wonderful family that they could join? And so, ah, maybe we should think more. So you, you can play with us plenty of ways, but uh, you're asking, I love the four-way test now. <laughs> so, well, then here's a question, and I and maybe this may be as we kind of break this down to why why do we not have enough diversity in the disability area in Rotary? Is it because we're too, let's see, kind of high and mighty? We're out there to help the poor people with disabilities, yeah, yeah, not yeah, have yeah. them in our clubs. Indeed. I mean, there's certainly an element of paternalism. That, that great. This, Thank you for finding the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what that's definitely a paternalistic uh, attitude, and Rotary is paternalistic, as 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 every welfare charity type organisation tends to be. There's always going to be a level of some form of paternalism. Now, um, now it's it's you must remember there's an historical issue here. It wasn't long ago. It was exactly 41 years ago, or sorry, 43 years ago, when women were still not allowed in Rotary. Correct. So right, there we go. Now, that paradigm is exactly the same as the disability one because uh. there's a ridiculous garbage perception of disability from previous experience. People with disabilities have had a very, I love when I teach diversity, I always teach the parallels between diversity, between disability and gender and race. And they're extremely close parallels. And the kind of garbage that persons of color had to put up with in just about every country under the sun 
is no different from the kind of garbage that people uh, have excluded persons with disabilities. Very often, very often, quite aggressively, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, so you know, it's um, it's a it's a really interesting uh, discussion. This about. Well, yeah, I just I just think it's very interesting that I know that my club uh, did work for guide dogs for the blind, but I can't tell you the last time we reached out and asked if there was any blind person that would like to join our club. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) exactly. I mean, I had I had an old an XDG, uh, a PDG uh, uh, in a in a meeting the other day. And, you know, we, we were talking, we realized that we knew each other. And she mentioned a person who had a significant disability. And I said, oh, you know him. And I know he's well employed. And I said, now that I'm this veteran Rotarian of, what, 14 months or something, I said, have you ever asked him to join your club? And she said, and this is a woman who, who knows a lot about disability. It hadn't occurred to her. It hadn't occurred to her. And that's the paradigm we need to overcome. And how do we and how do we overcome that? I mean, to me, just exposure. Okay, exposure and experience, and maybe a little self reflection of okay, I never thought of it that way. I mean, that was you know, I've never thought of it that way. I think I think it's 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 amazing how you know I think uh, Rotarians think of themselves as very generous, very loving. Very inclusive. Like you said, nobody says they're a racist until somebody kind of points out and says, well, by the way, did you know when you did? Yeah. Right. Hmm. Okay. I get it. I I get it. I, so when do you think, and I know we, we, we got back on the diversity stuff, but I will, I will ask respectfully if uh, Jennifer Jones and others are listening to the podcast, I could really use some, uh, some marketing membership materials in, in Braille and other mechanisms, just throwing that out. Well, you don't, I don't think you need to worry about the Braille um, unless someone asks for it. The fact is that the majority of the blind are, of are very um, digitally uh, savvy. So I'm dating myself. Is that what you're saying? So so in other words, um, you know, we don't see Braille is something you can deal with. If somebody wants Braille, you can arrange for someone to get Braille. The big mistake would be to go and print a thousand leaflets in Braille. And I say this to people all the time because they can, the guy just probably doesn't want to see it in Braille. He wants to see it in his phone. Um, uh. In other words, it must be sent electronically. But don't send it. Here's a here's a tip. Here's a tip. Don't get someone there or you to scan a document in, then save it as a PDF and then send it out because that's not accessible. We can read it, but we struggle. A far better way would be to to convert the, to whatever what your text is into Word and send it to us in Word because it's accessible. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, so that's what access is. It's about so there are some tips to access. So you don't need to worry about Braille. Just make sure that whatever is sent out is sent out in an accessible format. You know, we can read extremely. We, we all do email. We all do Word. We all do Excel. We all do PowerPoint. We all do the Internet to, to a degree. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's not rocket science. It really, and most of the stuff is common sense, actually. Well, and, and also, please, please. You were saying, well, don't be shy to ask advice. That's another big piece of advice. People—that's the trouble with paternalism—is that—is um, that people tend, tend to think they know what's going on. I know how deep this well in Guatemala needs to be, says he, without asking the Guatemalan, right. um, who might actually know something different. So that's the danger of paternalism: is that we get an arrogance creeping in, and it's very—it's very common. Um, in the disability equation, because people with disabilities have been consistently discouraged from having a voice. Hello, does that ring a bell, Gwen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, precisely, precisely. So, and we're we're just we're the we're the latecomers in the diversity game. We've had the gender. Yet thing. you've always been around. <laughs> Yeah. For the record, <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> blindness, all these things. These are not like just have happened in the last few years. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's not going to fix itself in a hurry. But I mean, I I get really excited about 
how Rotary, lately I've been actually getting really excited about how Rotary could change the face of the way the world looks at disability if we do it right at a club level. Well, and that's one of the one of the last questions that I always ask in a in a podcast, and that is, where do you think Rotary can grow in the future? Is folks with disabilities is that a way for us to grow in the future? And do you see that Certainly. maybe happening? Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. There's no question about it. That I'm not saying people with disabilities are going to change the face of Rotary, but Rotary could change the face of people with disabilities. And 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 the only way that's going to happen is not by not by pouring more money into disability charities. What it is, it'll be by including them more mm-hmm. and, and, and making them belong. You know, to, that's what inclusion, that's why the DEI equation is the, it's, it's essential. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Inclusion mm-hmm. is the operative word, actually. Yeah. Well, and to take the, the stigma out. Yes, you know, there's yes. there, there's a stigma in all of these things that we were that we have been talking about, be the be it the LBGT, be it women, yep. be it sexism, yep. be it ageism, all the isms that are out there in the world. Uh, you know, they all have their. Their boogeyman attached to yep. them, yep. you know, yep. they all have it. And if we and if Rotary could be the one place where there's no boogeyman that's an interesting idea that's an interesting i'm glad you brought that up Quinn. because do you know what that boogeyman is it's exactly the same boogeyman that 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 gives a resistance to lbgt the resistance to race the resistance even to women mm-hmm. uh, gender identity that boogeyman is fear right and fear is born out of a lack of awareness and so we we when we don't know something and we are uncomfortable about that thing we tend not to get, we don't embrace that. We tend to avoid it. Right. And so we need to tackle, that's why I keep saying exposure, exposure. We need to tackle the um, the lack of exposure. We need to tackle that fear. And you do that by exposing them and making them more aware. And the moment you get greater awareness, you will, you will, you will get a better exposure. And you'll get people say, Man, I never thought of that. That makes so much sense. I mean, one of the things that I do a lot when I teach this stuff is is I focus a lot on the word why. Mm. Why is there not sufficient? Why don't we have the exposure we do in Rotary? Just that question alone. And I I, I play a game. It's called the why game. And I play play it with my my students. Um, Why, why, why? And they they hate it for a while. And then they get into it. And they realize. And all it does, it makes you think. I was going to say, it it pinpoints you closer and closer and closer to where you're coming from. Why? Yep. 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 So all those two-year-olds are helping us. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being a part of the of the show. I've got one more question for you. It is our famous question that we call our elevator speech. And that is, you know, you somebody comes on the elevator with you at the same time. They notice your rotary pin. Maybe they even notice your guide dog, dog next to you. And they say they would. That's true. Um, then and they say you're in rotary. Why are you in rotary? You know, why would I want to be in rotary? What do you say to them? Because it's it's the most awesome and powerful organization in the world. Well, that's a short elevator ride, but it, it takes to the point for sure, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> and and could we add to that that all are welcome, I guess, right? Oh, absolutely. In fact, that's a very good question because my the the, the person I, I, I inducted um Said, so, you know, I've often, you know, I remember Rotary. My sister benefited from a Rotary thing, and I, yeah, you know, I've often thought about getting into Rotary, and and so everybody's welcome, and but but we need to make everybody welcome, and that's where the work comes in. That's why we've got to. It's not going to happen overnight. There yeah. will be resistance. I've already heard it. I've actually heard people saying, "Well, you can't have a blind guy as a, you know." I've, I've seen that in workplace. For instance, I've seen. I remember famously um, a, a, a district managers in the education department in my province saying, you absolutely can't be a blind person as a teacher. And this was about a blind person, a teacher who was going blind. And 
It was it was a categorical statement without any basis in fact. Wow. Know? And I was able to show with the correct technology that he could be a perfectly good teacher. That man, by the way, is now a principal of an entire school. He's not just a teacher, all because right. he was given the right equipment. And so there's always going to be resistance from people operating from their point of from their their ignorance point of view. And everybody's welcome, sure. But we've got to work on that. We've got to yeah. work at that at a club level. And we'll get there. Like I said, it, yeah. took, it, it I mean, took us I mean, all the way. I mean, look, I mean, my club is 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 50% women, and we have some we have incredible powerhouse women in our club. Mm-hmm. And it was only 40 years ago when there weren't any women in Rotary. I was so gonna say, we, yeah. We've done really, really well. So we've got a long a lot of work to do from the race side. I think Rotary is still very white. Um and uh, certainly in my country it is. And so we've got a lot of work there as well. Uh, just just to bring that up. Mm-hmm. But somebody else can deal with that. I've got a, I've got enough on my plate with the disability thing. <laughs> 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 we'll let some of the other members of the of the uh, task force take that on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nadine can 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 tackle that. Yeah, really. Uh, Nadine, get on that, <laughs> would you please? And Todd and and both are Todd. Yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh, it has been such a joy. And uh, I don't know if we told our podcasters, but you decided to take on this interview at ten o'clock p.m. Cape Town time. So thank you so much for staying up late uh, to uh, join me on the podcast. Jeremy, what an honor. And it was uh, wonderful to hear you. Well, thank <laughs> you. I, I, can't say, I can say I'm I saw supposed you. to say that to you. You can see I, me. I can hear you. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, it's 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 very funny that to end on a on a very funny note. I one of uh, my partner's relatives was a was a blues guitarist, a gentleman named Doc Watson. And I had wanted to see him play the blues uh, for a very long time in North Carolina. And I got a chance to see him and I got to go backstage and he gave me the biggest hug. And I said, I have been waiting forever. It was so wonderful to see you. And he said, yep, you look the same. And he's blind. And I'm like, I, and oh, wow. it took me just that he was blind. Wow. And he said, and I said, it's so beautiful to see you. And he goes, yeah, you look the same. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and, he, you know, and of course, everybody in the room was gasped, but but he was laughing his head off. He was just like, you know, I'm glad that you don't see it, <laughs> you know, that so I may cool. be blind, but I'm one of the, you know, truly one of the finest guitarists that ever lived. So, oh, yeah. wow, that's so cool. That's a great story, Gwen. Yeah. So don't let don't let blindness get in your way. This guy is doing it uh, on an international level. I, you know, in your next 24 months, let me know if you're if you're going to be uh, after president elect, you know, at the rate you're going. So international president elect. <laughs> No. <laughs> Listen, I, mean, I, I got in, I got nominated, kicking and screaming. But uh, there's there's none of that, I'm afraid. I don't know. After 24 uh, months, you're in this. I know you're going to be president <laughs> of your club in 23. There's still an opening there in 24, 25. You know. <laughs> Just no, say that's, that's not that's not my that's not my vision. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, enough punning, uh, Jeremy. It was an honor. Enjoy and the rest you of your evening. And I can't uh, believe I got onto your podcast. I'm, I'm absolutely well, blown away. Well, the the palms were greased. There you- <laughs> 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 All right, my dear. We will talk to you very soon. All right. Good. Excellent. Gwen, all the best. Thank you very much. You know what? No palms were greased. It was an absolute honor to meet you, Jeremy. And thank you for putting a new vision on disabilities. I myself have a disability. I am an epileptic. So I'm one of those hidden disabilities that we talked about. But to all the district governors and presidents and club members out there, when was the last time you honestly looked at your club and said, Not only how diverse are we, but our inclusion. Do we really include everybody? And is it fair for all concerned? Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. As usual, tell others about it, won't you? The conversations are awesome, and I do enjoy putting them together for you. And hey, if you'd like to check out my more musical side, do check out Rotary Radio UK. I have a show on there, too. It's different. It's music. You might actually like it. 
And if you have a guest that you think would be fabulous on the show, please let me know. Rotarianpod at gmail.com. Now, if you hold on for just a sec, I got to play the blooper for you. Until next week. uh, Oh, well, until next week, enjoy the blooper. And we'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am super excited to have a new friend. Uh, Jeremy Oppenheimer is here with me, Opperman. Let's start it over again, because I just totally called you a totally different name. I put you in charge of the nuclear explosion. Exactly. (laughs) Oppenheimer. Oh, my God. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.